Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 44 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Sousa, and I'm here with my good friend, Grant, the horologist, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Wonderful. I've been <laughs> studying so many things uh, about horology. Oh, <laughs> horology. Um, so we're referencing, making a reference of one of, one of the few funny jokes uh, from uh, Pirates 5. I'm just going to keep calling it Pirates 5 because... Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales is the longest movie title in cinema history. Would you agree? It's pretty long. <laughs> like, a series of unfortunate... Or Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events is probably shorter. Like, it's yeah. probably fewer letters than this movie. Um, anyways, Pirates 5 is what we're talking about today. This was actually recommended to us from a uh, listener of the show. Um, said you, you guys really ought to talk about the... Uh, I think he said anything from the Pirates... Of the Caribbean series, but so we just went with most current one. Yeah. Now I, I need to make one correction. Not that anyone listening cares, but uh, just so I set the record straight, I I've said several times over the last couple months probably that I've seen all of the movies before the fifth one, and I found out this week that's actually not true. <laughs> so I watched a recap video. It had probably been at least I'm guess I'm I'm thinking more than a decade since I'd seen any Pirates movie before this last last night when I saw Pirates mm-hmm. Five. Um, in that more than a decade, um, I, th- I thought I had seen Pirates 4. That movie came out nine years ago by the yep. time we were recording this. And I watched a recap video of all four of the movies that preceded the movie that we're talking about, Pirates 5. And I, when he got to the, the fourth uh, recap, he re- re- recapped every movie in like three or four minutes. He got to the fourth movie and was like, I've definitely never seen this movie. I don't recognize any of these scenes. And I remember, I remember At World's End, the third movie, yep actually pretty good like i i'm actually kind of surprised how much i remember from that movie um being that movie being very inconsequential i think yeah. to the series but um when he let's talk about the series a little bit and then, okay well let, let me introduce the show so if you're just joining us for this podcast we're an unofficial disney plus podcast re- reviewing the most popular s- stuff on disney plus service um we we've done new movies we've done we did mulan last week and uh, the week before that was the one and only Ivan. Uh, we've done um, all. Every, we reviewed every episode of The Mandalorian. Lots of stuff on the Disney Plus service, and then we're, we're also kind of reviewing movies that either like one of us have hasn't seen. I had not seen this movie until last night, uh, or just movies that we just can't get enough of. So we've done mm-hmm. The Princess Bride and um, While You Were Sleeping, Emperor's New Groove, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, this week we're reviewing the 2017. I was, I by the way, I was surprised it came out that recent. I yeah. I, I thought for sure it was a 2015, 2016 movie. 
Um, but the 2017 Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Dead Men Tell No, Tell no Tales, uh, we are going to spoil the movie, but we're not there yet. We're going to kind of talk about the series in general, I think, for a little bit. And then um, maybe just get into our general thoughts about the movie. We'll let you know if we're going to spoil it. Uh, the movie has only been out for a few years, so uh, we'll make sure that we let you know when we're going to transition into spoilers. But um, what are your general thoughts, Grant, on like just the series as a whole? What, what, when you think about Pirates of the Caribbean, what do you think of? Um, Jack Sparrow, definitely. Yeah. If you bring that up. Um, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. The second's probably the ride at Disney World, which I love that ride too. Oh yeah. Um, which park is that at? It's at both of them. Well, uh, Magic Kingdom is what you're Disneyland talking about. Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of something completely different. I so I grew up going to Disneyland. Yeah. You're talking about the original like 1950s. Yeah. Ride. Okay. I was thinking. I was thinking you were saying like there's a brand new ride no. or something. Okay, yeah. I, I think they've added Jack Sparrow to it. Oh, really? Recently. Interesting. Well, in like the last 10 years or so. It's but. been it's been a while since I've been to Disneyland. I grew up in California, for listeners that are, are, are not familiar with that. I don't think I've mentioned this on the show, but I grew up on the West Coast, lived there for 22 years, and then I moved out to the Midwest. We're recording this from the Midwest in Missouri. And um, we went to Disneyland pretty much, maybe not every year, but Mm -hmm. like every other year growing up. And it was about like a five or six hour drive for us. So we would just kind of make like a week of it or a weekend uh, and go to to Disneyland. So yeah, but Pirates of the Caribbean, like the original like old ride, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people... I'm sure have probably been on that ride at least once. Um, was one of my favorites. I, I yeah. even though there's not like a whole lot going on like that story wise. Great. Yeah, and it was so interesting to me that it was based on nothing. Yeah, like it's it, it. There was no like every other ride at the park is based on a movie or a TV show. Probably mostly movies. And they loosely get some of their ideas from the original movie from that ride. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. There's a lot of references to the, to the ride in the first movie yeah. for sure. And then I think even like since then, like, I mean, dead men tell, tell no tales is in, it's a line in the ride. Yeah. Like I, even the subsequent movies have made reference to the ride, but um, yeah, sorry. So Jack Sparrow and the ride, obviously yeah. I think a lot of people. Think so um, pirates of the Caribbean curse of the black pearl. The first one was actually one of the first ever, PG-13 movies that I saw in theaters. Oh, wow. So that movie always holds a nice special place in my heart. And it's, of course, my favorite one in the series. Yeah. Um, it's the original one. And I feel like that one has the most laughs. And I really enjoy that one. Um, the second and third, I can handle. If you said, <laughs> let's watch Pirates of the Caribbean, I can handle the first three. Um, the fourth one, on the other hand, I have tried to watch that one on two separate occasions <laughs> and I have fallen asleep in both those occasions. You've never made it through that movie. No. So <laughs> okay. I can't even tell you what happens in that one. And then the one we're talking about today, I saw at a drive-in movie theater when it first came out. And uh, I did not, well, I remembered the main parts of it, but I did not remember it being that bad. But I watched it last Saturday and hoof, hoof. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, I, I, I keep wavering on like, um, well, 
Let me. I'm gonna say my thoughts for the the. I the, mean, the obviously, for, they keep making movies because yeah. they keep making money. I mean, this movie, as we talked about earlier, profited over five hundred million. Yeah, it it just in profits. Yeah, half billion dollars. So of course they're going to keep making. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you? But um, in my personal opinion, first three, then stop. Um, love. J- Love Johnny Depp. Love him as Jack Sparrow. Um, like Orlando Bloom. Um, Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley. Because um, when these first came out, I was still on the high of Lord of the Rings. So Orlando Bloom was oh, yeah. awesome in that. So he was awesome in this too. But then fourth one, they kind of do away with both those characters. And in this one, you get... Five total scenes, pretty much. Yeah, there there are two scenes that Orlando Bloom's character is in. Um, I guess we want th- three, if you count the end. Okay, well the way. Oh end. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, we, we won't spoil it for right now. We'll talk about it. We we will spoil it later in the episode. Um, and then um. Elizabeth Swan is kind of in the in the movie. She this is not a spoiler to say this, but like she she, she doesn't speak. Like she has no. no she has no lines in this movie. So obviously a small role. Um, the fourth one kind of an outlier, right? Like the fact yeah. that they neither of these main characters show up at all. And they, I don't think they. I mean, what I've seen of the fourth one, I don't even remember them mentioning them. Yeah, um, like I, it's basically. If there is a Jack Sparrow standalone movie, that's number four. Yeah. the I think the fourth one, kind of the, the main centerpiece of what you need to know from the fourth one before watching this uh, fifth one is, uh, and it's, I mean, it's I, like literally, I, nev- I haven't even seen it. So, uh, I mean, even I didn't need to know this necessarily, but um, that that's when you learn that the Black Pearl is in a bottle. Like all, mm-hmm. that takes pl- place during the events of, of four. Um, and I think like just the compass and, you know, kind of more details about that kind yeah. of are revealed, but, um, yeah, other than that, it's, it is kind of a skippable movie. So Grant and I were, earlier today, we're talking about just like the scores, like the critic scores of the movies. And as you would suspect, they've just gone just straight downhill from the first one. So the first movie has just shy of 80% on, it's a 79 on, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's very, very beloved. Came out in 2003, 17 Crazy. years ago. Yeah. Um, the second movie definitely started to dip a little bit. Dead Man's Chest was 2006, 53%. The third movie came out in 2007. So to back to back years, 2006 and 2007, Forty-four percent at World's End. That that movie was incomprehensible to me. Um, <laughs> on Stranger Tides, they waited four years. That came out in t- 2011. Thirty-three percent. And then the movie that we're talking about today, according to critics, is a twenty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I I thought for sure that that one would maybe peak upwards because I I actually read a couple of reviews, like just one-liner reviews, where people were like, "Hey, like you know, it's it's a little bit of kind of return to form for the series yeah. and." You know, hey, you know, new writer that they've never had before is writing a new script that's brand new for the series, and you know they're pulling it back up. You know, and no, I I think for the most part people liked it, maybe about the same as four level, just kind of level, uh, or maybe even less yeah. than, than the fourth one. And I think like pirates fatigue is a real thing, and I think like just the fact that they they are making they're naming the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. 
I think already gives it a negative. Like critics are going into the movie with negative yeah. um, aspirations for what they're about to see. So I think unfortunately these movies, you know, Johnny Depp is making a ton of money. You know, they're, mm-hmm. Disney's making a ton of money and profit. This is like a win for just about everybody except for the critics. Yeah, <laughs> and they just don't want to see these movies anymore. And you can tell about the scores. I just so. think the biggest knock I have on the series in general is after three, they did away with the main core. The cast? Yeah. The main core cast, yeah. And I feel like it could have maybe like evened out a little bit if they would have just kept the crew together. I know it probably would have cost a lot of money to do that. Yeah. But I feel like critics would have been all right if they kept the core together. Because there's other movie franchises out there that have done six or seven movies with the same main core and done all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about Harry Potter and, and other movies that it's like, yeah. it's the same like cast, but... Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, those are all good examples. Yeah, um, you know, not to spoil too much, I, I don't think this really does, but like the fifth movie is essentially the same cast as the fourth movie. There's a couple little cameos, but yeah. um, for the most part, you're you're just getting kind of the same thing again in this movie. Now, you know, the sixth movie is like, okay, it remains to be seen. Like, you know, we might actually see kind of a return of cast there. But um, as far as what we, having seen the fifth one now, it's like, okay, I feel like I don't really even need to see the fourth one because yeah. I kind of know <laughs> what to expect now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. We've not seen the full cast of characters that you're talking about in 13 years, 2007 yeah. was the last time we saw them uh, all together, just, you know, um, going on adventures together. So uh, yeah, boy, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm, I'm, there has to be a six movie in the works um, mm-hmm. again, just money. I mean, like they will, they, Disney loves to make money, so they're going to make a six one uh, assuming theaters actually come back into style. Um, yeah. They will make a ton of movie at the theater and um, it's, it is a, it is a, it's got to be one of the Disney's most popular franchises of all time. Oh, I would definitely say. As far yeah. as like just money making, like it's made billions of yeah. dollars in profit. So, um, I don't know. There will be a six one. I think they pretty much already have it in the books. I think they may have already had it written. I yeah. think they were supposed to even start filming on it this year, but then this is not the year to film a movie apparently. <laughs> um, and so I think you'll see it eventually. It just might be maybe a couple of years from now. So, yeah, I think that. I would not be surprised if we, kind of like Star Wars, where we got a new trilogy. Yeah. Maybe a six, seven, eight, something like that. <laughs> it's so hard to believe. When the first movie came out, if you had asked me, like, are they going to make like eight of these movies? I'd be like, no way. I think maybe a trilogy of movies yeah. tops. Uh, the, no, this 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 uh, setting, this, this uh, you know, adventure kind of you know, gusto kind of movie has a shelf life of maybe two or three movies. And then yeah. after that, it's going to, it's going to peter out and boy, they have really gone after it. And for some reason, people keep going to the theater to watch these things. Yeah. And I think if I, if you could put, hang your hat on if you could hang your pirate's hat on anything about these movies, about why, why people are actually going to the theater to see Johnny them, Depp. it's Johnny Depp. I think you're absolutely right. And although I think his appeal is waning, it is for yeah. me at least. Um, but 
the, it's the action set pieces. They watch those trailers and they go, man, it's summertime. I'm going to go to the summer blockbuster. And I don't care if it's dumb and stupid. It's going to be some awesome swashbuckling fun. Let's go. And they get all their buddies together and they go see it. And it makes a $800 million yeah. in the theater. So, yeah, I mean... I, until they stop, start either breaking even or losing money on these movies, they're just going to keep making them. Yeah. So, and Johnny Depp can raise his salary every time, and they'll probably just pay it. So, but I mean, you gotta wonder because I mean, he's not getting any younger. So, dude, okay, can we talk about that real quick? Because I, sure. we can talk about that without spoiling the movie. Um, he's starting to show his age a little bit. I, I don't know if you had that same thought. About ten minutes into the movie, I started just to detect a lot of makeup on his yeah. face and I, I it didn't hurt that I had like seen like a celebrity like um uh what do you call it um paparazzi picture yeah. of him like the same day before I, I right before I saw the movie but he's definitely getting older I mean this is a guy that was in movies in the 80s and, mm-hmm. the, and the 90s so he's definitely been around for a long time um I felt like he was not maybe moving as quick as he has been um, I'm not even moving as quick as I have been. I'm, I'm 40. I'm almost 41. Um, and so, but yeah, he's, I, he's gotta be 50 now. Maybe I would say above 50. How old is Johnny Depp? Let's ask Siri. Johnny Depp is 57 years old. Well, okay. That's, that's higher. I was, I was going to go maybe as high as 44 mm-hmm. or uh, 54. Sorry. Uh, 57 years old. If you couldn't hear that. So, um, yeah, he's, I mean, by the time the next movie comes out, he's going to be pushing 60. Yeah. I, I, I do, Crazy. Kind of, I do kind of wonder like how much they can actually kind of continue to milk out of this guy. Like, yeah. um, cause he's, I mean, 2003 was a different time for him and 17 years have passed. He's, I mean, he, I guess he was 40 when they yeah. made the first one, but, um, even since then they've, um, but he's just rolling in the money. Yeah. Cause I mean, now the Harry Potter franchise has oh, gone yeah. after him w- with him playing Grindelwald. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just got to make it be making a killing. Yeah, he's printing bills right now. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I did I did kind of feel like with this, I mean, I would I honestly would be okay if he wasn't in the next movie. I I know that sounds extreme, but like I after 5 movies, I haven't even seen the fourth one. After 5 movies of of uh Jack Sparrow, I feel like we've kind of got as much as I really need to see from that character. Like yeah. I, I, I get his character now. Um, can we please see something else? You could um, pass the torch on to like Henry Turner. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's a character in this movie. Um, I, I would take, I would take him in one more movie. If nothing, he's 60 years old. If nothing else, just to pass the baton to yeah. either will or someone else to be the next Jack Sparrow, the next uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, to reference some previous movie, um, and and just say goodbye to Jack Sparrow, like he's yeah. just not in the movies Let anymore. Him ride off in the sunset, <laughs> so or I, sail off, sail off. There you go. Um, according to Wikipedia, they have a sixth one in the works, and what they call a quote spinoff movie, which I'm very interested to know what that could be. I you almost assume it's got to be the cast that's outside of Jack, like Jack's not even in the film. Yeah. That so. could be the passing of the torch. Yeah. Or maybe like a kind of like a before, like a. Ooh, like a prequel type? Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Because um, they kind of do a backstory in this one. Yeah. They go way back. Yeah. You get to see, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say you, you see a, a young Jack. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, which I actually. So maybe like an origin story wouldn't be. Yeah. Too bad. 
I, I wouldn't recast though. I wouldn't want to do yeah. like a, a de-aging type of thing mm-hmm. like what, what they try to do in this movie. But um, yeah, I'd be totally down with recasting his character as a completely different actor. Um, mm-hmm. So ha- finding someone that has the the swagger and the panache of, of a Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, I think would be the difficult part. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's so many actors out there. Surely you can find somebody that kind of looks the part and can act. But I mean, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing to just do away with the character, just retire it. Yeah. Because I mean, if you keep, if you recast somebody for that, they'll always compare him to Johnny Depp and it probably won't go well yeah. for that person. Yeah. Unless they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is, I, I liked your Star Wars analogy. I, th- I think the, you know, in the same way that the Skywalker saga is, mm-hmm. is done, I, th- I think maybe one more movie and then, and then the Jack Sparrow saga is done and yeah. you can, you can continue to make more pirates movies, make your money. Um, but just maybe leave Jack Sparrow behind. Um, so he's had a good run. Yeah. 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 He's made a ton of money too. So he's Johnny Depp's, uh, Johnny Depp, laughing if you're way. listening, <laughs> call in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, if you think uh, Jack Sparrow should continue. So um, send us a signed copy of this movie. Yeah, so and we'll love this movie forever. Send us a message in a bottle, and we'll we'll pick it up on the beach. <laughs> um, well, let's transition into the movie. I think at this we've kind of given our. I think people are getting our general thoughts already yeah. on how we felt about the movie. So um, you know, I, I guess if you're gonna um, you know cut off the podcast here, uh, I would say eh, if you have nothing else to watch on Disney Plus and you're looking for a little bit of action. If you've seen all the Pirates movies up to this point, you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, um, this is not going to um, th- wow you or thrill you, I-, I think, unless you just love this franchise, like it's your favorite franchise of all time. And I'm sure there are some people out there, but um, yeah, I think I think we probably... You we, could pass on this one. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, uh, spoiler territory. Eh, eh, eh. We are now uh, transitioning into spoilers. So, uh, turn back if you have not seen the movie and you care about spoilers. If you've seen it or just don't care about spoilers, we're going to uh, go on and just talk about all the, the details. Uh, this is not a movie that I want to go beat by beat <laughs> through. Like okay. from scene one to scene. Sounds good. Uh, I do want to just kind of talk about. Um, I, I want us to be positive, okay. as positive as we can be. I think it's. it's uh, I feel. I, I can see like the the end of the trail where we're headed, and I feel I see a lot of negative yeah. co- comments coming, and I, and I'm definitely one of them. I'm I'm going to spew a lot of negative about this movie because um, I, I just don't think it's that great of a film yeah. and, and borderline bad, really. But there are some things I think to like. So let's start yeah. with let's start with positive. Like, what did we like about the movie? And then we can get real critical, I guess, at the end. But um, one of the biggest things that I like about this movie is kind of the return of the Turner Swan family. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I felt four completely cut them out and I enjoyed, um, kind of a return to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't get a ton of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan, but you kind of get that through their son, Henry, which I enjoy that. And then you get a couple scenes with them in it. So, um, that's one of the biggest positives. That I, I like that it it launched with that. Like the the very first scene could easily could have been the the the, the low hanging fruit to start this yeah. movie would have been a Jack Sparrow scene, mm-hmm. but they started the movie with a Henry Turner, Will Turner's son scene. Yeah, and I guess he's in the fourth one. 
I think it's the fourth one, or, or maybe it's the end of the third one. At any rate, um, you see Henry as a young boy in one of the other movies. I think it's the third one. Okay, the end of the third one, probably. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be like the last scene in that movie. Yeah. But um, anyway, you see him again as a young boy at the be- mm-hmm. beginning of this movie. And then, of course, you know, fast forwards and now he's an adult. Um, but yeah, it's, I think the movies, I agree with you. I think the movie's at its strongest, unfortunately for Johnny Depp. I think that the movie really is at its strongest when it's centering around this family. Yeah. And I, that's where I want to see the series head. And you know? that's kind of like kind of the punchlines that I really enjoy about the movie is when Johnny Depp's reflecting about his time spent with Elizabeth Swan and uh-huh. that moment they shared on the beach, which <laughs> really wasn't a moment unless you're Jack Sparrow. But I mean, stuff like that is very humorous. And um, I, I've always enjoyed the chase scenes in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. There's always one great one. And I enjoy that too. Do you think that the big one is the bank? Yeah. Robbing? So that, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they kind of, you know, blasted off right at the beginning of the movie. And then, yeah. and then there wasn't a whole lot and that, left after that. That guillotine scene is hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. And cause right off the bat, he's like, Oh, guillotine. That sounds French. <laughs> and I loved the French. <laughs> and then just when he's spinning around on the guillotine and it's just like, and it's like that, that blade is literally inches away yeah. from his neck. Every time he swings around, it's so funny. And his, his voice, voice, his face, Johnny Depp's face in yeah. that scene is classic. Like it's, it's classic Jack Sparrow. That's what I love yeah. about that. So I would definitely say that probably the first, maybe like half hour is probably my favorite part. I think I agree with that. Cause that's where you get like what made this franchise so great yeah because you kind of get the elements that they've had in the in past movies that have made them really successful yeah because i think they're at their best where um there's a lot of comedy in it yeah and that we're hard i don't want to get too much into negatives here but uh boy there's not a lot of comedy in this movie um you, you think back to the original movie and I think a lot of it was funny because it was novel. Like we'd never seen like this, you know, silly drunken pirate that like stumbles over his words and his feet, like yeah. everywhere he goes. And and now now that we're five movies deep, it's like it's not as funny anymore. Like I I laughed. You got me the first couple times, but you know, um, yeah. you know, shame on me if I'm still laughing by the four, by the fifth movie. Oh, and, and so, I love the monkey too. Yeah, yeah. I, the monkey is one of my favorite characters. I, I love his relationship to Jack. I yeah. Jack, Jack absolutely hates him. Um, so, and we're in spoiler territory, so we can say it. But like, he basically like becomes his new owner <laughs> at the end of this movie. So like, I, I am kind of interested to see how they take that into the sixth film. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, can I throw out a, a positive? Sure. Real quick. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna mispronounce his name. I, I'm, I'll get close, but. Um, Javier Bardem is what I'm going to go with mm-hmm. is, um, Captain Salazar and yep. he's phenomenal in this movie. Like I, as much as negative as we could say about, or how phoned in, I think a lot <laughs> of the other acting is in this movie. Um, Salazar, the Javier Bardem as Salazar is like, he's going for like a legit villain yeah. in, in this movie. And like, 
He's, he's bad to the bone pretty and, much to the end. And he's like, uh, like I looked at his, I was like, have I seen this guy in anything? Um, he's been in a couple of things recently that people have seen him in. Um, the most recent being Skyfall. Um, mm. Or I think, I don't know if that's the most recent, but I, a lot of people would know him as the bad guy from Skyfall, uh, the James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, but he's been in like, um, a lot of Spanish movies like Boca a Boca and Los Lunes al Sol and like like movies that no one in America has ever mm-hmm. seen. Um, but this guy's from like Spanish speaking country. I, I don't I didn't look up where he's from, but um, like he his accent is genu- like real and genuine. That's, yeah. that's that's how this guy talks. I mean, he may have been like thickening it, but like that's that's what that's how he talks. And um, the the CGI around like his whole crew and how yeah. they're like I mean half their bodies are gone and like ha- the way his hair like like it looked like he was underwater the entire time but he's above the surface mm-hmm. um like I was legit like I was like this guy's kind of scary like yeah. um I I've not necessarily had the same like oh no reaction to other villains in the series they've always kind of had a little bit of a a lighthearted step to them. Um, a couple of them are a little scary, but um, this one in particular, like I, from the f- t- time I first saw him on scene, I was like, okay, like let's go. Like the, this yeah. guy, I, this guy was, is, was hitting the right notes for me. And there was um, kind of when they become human, fast forward way to the end when they become human. Yeah. There's kind of that territory where he could become a good guy. Yeah. But then, no, that's not going to happen with this guy. Yeah. He was bad to the bone to the end. I really liked him. Um, yeah. I, I think probably most people would still point to Barbosa um, as one of the great, you know, the, the villain of the first movie um, as one of the great villains in the series. Um, I, I think Davy Jones is just okay. I, I think he's he's so silly looking to me. Like, I, I've never really, like, been afraid of him. Um, but, like, this was, like, as far as... The movies I've seen, I can't, I can't speak to number four, but the movies that I've seen, um, Salazar is maybe number two for me. Yeah. He, he was legit. Um, so that's that's a positive for me. What's another uh, thing that you enjoyed about it? Um, I enjoy the suspense of not knowing who Katarina is. Um, yeah, um, Karina, right? Karina, not yeah. Katarina. <laughs> Sorry, no. I Sorry. think we knew what you were talking about. Sorry, but. that's Blacklist. <laughs> Karina Smith, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to not know who she is. Um, and you and me talked about this before we went on air, um, how you thought at first it might be going for like a Luke and Leia type thing. I legit thought the big reveal at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie was going to be that the, the, the guy that she's falling in love with is her brother. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you get probably maybe two thirds of the way through the movie, if not more before you finally are like, Oh, I know who her father is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was well done by them. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I, I'm going to spin this into, into a complaint about the movie here in a second, but I agree with you. I think the suspense was great. Yeah. Um, the whole movie, every time I saw her, I was like, who is this girl? Like, I, I was in for that as well. Um, the reveal was cool in a way, um, but also, like, I didn't, I didn't buy, like, like, Barbosa, like, when he finds out that this is his daughter, becomes, like, lovey-dovey dad in a, yeah. in a just in a hot second man and like i didn't buy that transition at all <laughs> he was like i and that has nothing to do with karina it's just him as a character like he is 
Barbosa in this movie even shows that he will turn on you in a second. He's no one's friend. Yeah. And and so when you see him like I have a daughter. It's like he just becomes like an ooey gooey, ooey gooey teddy bear all of a sudden. I was like, no, I don't buy that, man. You're not a teddy bear. Because <laughs> I mean, and that's another aspect that I love about the Pirates of the Caribbean um, films in general is the double crossing. Yeah. Now, sometimes it gets a little out of hand where yeah. you don't even know what's <laughs> happening, but... I mean, I feel like that's another staple to this series is the double crossing, the triple cross. Yeah. We don't know what side <laughs> we're on now. I guess I guess that comes with the territory. I do I agree with you, it gets a little extreme. I thought in at World's End it was that's what made made that movie incomprehensible. I had no idea what was going on in the, yeah. in the especially the back half of that movie when they do you remember like they have like this pirate I just watched the recap video um where they were talking about this. They had like this pirates um, consortium is like yeah. a cabal of like all the yeah. like pirates, the seven pirates yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and um, and then like it's revealed like this character that you thought was this way the whole time is now like the the person that's been behind it all, and it, that came out of nowhere. And I, I was watching that recap, I was like, dude, I remember just being just befuddled by this movie from beginning to end. And um, I was, so I'll spin that into a positive with this movie. I thought this movie was more of a return to form as far as um, more focused. Yeah. At world's end is, is one of the most scatterbrained, just (laughs) shotgun approach to plot kind of movie that I've ever seen. I, it is one of the most confusing, weirdest plot things there's one point where like there's like 17 johnny depps like all climbing over a ship and like oh yeah you know like, I, <laughs> it's it is th- that movie is part um pirates and part being john malkovich and yeah. it just got super weird and this movie is fairly straight laced and fairly focused in mm-hmm. what the story wants to tell and so i give it props for that it is a new writer um they fired the last guy <laughs> I, i'm assuming or he couldn't <laughs> I, that's that's that, that's probably not true he probably just decided to leave but the the guy that's it's been a long time so <laughs> yeah so he moved on to be, bigger better product product uh, oh, projects. you know it. let's say that but uh the new writer that they got i think is is trying to is listened to a lot of the feedback from out being the outsider mm-hmm. and i think is trying to focus the franchise and okay let's tell one story here this is about getting the trident that kind of thing and um let's not just bring in like gobs and gobs of characters although there were a lot of characters in this movie too it's just not nearly as much as there were in previous yeah iterations so um let's see um one positive <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm like I'm really getting to the end of my positives. There's a, there's a lot of negative things. <laughs> there's to say. only so far you can go. <laughs> uh, one positive. This is such a small one, but um, Paul McCartney. Did you re- recognize Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney in this one. Uh, so it's in the jail scene. Uh, Jack Sparrow is in jail. Oh, his uncle. Yes, right? his uncle Jack. Um, that is Paul McCartney from huh. from the Beatles. Um, so like. He's so made up and so like in costume and stuff like that, you know, uh, half of his face is shrouded and stuff like that with like beads and things um, that at first I was like, is that, I, I think, feel like I know that, that guy from somewhere and his voice, I think gave himself away a little bit. And I was like, I feel like that might be a Beatle or if not, it's like some British actor that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite place him just because, I mean, his hair is like not yeah. in, even anywhere close to Paul's. Um, looked it up. 
it's Paul McCartney. So he has a brief cameo in this movie. Um, if you're a Beatles fan, I, I think you might get a little chuckle at that. And he's, he's actually kind of legit funny, um, like his delivery and stuff like that. So he's not an actor by any stretch, but I thought, I thought it was cool that they gave him like a little cameo part. Yeah. Um, boy, I think that might be about it as far as positives. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I do think, I mentioned this briefly earlier, I, I do think the CGI, CGI is legit good in this movie. Although, I'm already splitting this into a negative. The the de-aging on Jack, the, for the, I'm, all, I'm generally impressed by de-aging and Disney does it really good, obviously with the Marvel, the MCU movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Captain America and whatnot. Um, I felt... Like Johnny Depp's de aging looked a little weird sometimes. Did you did you get a little uncanny valley? Yeah, feeling from it. There were times where his eyes, his eyes didn't seem to match. Didn't and it didn't really look with his face. like him. Yeah, yeah. I I know I know what they're going for. And in the action scenes, I kind of bought it when he's like in fast motion. But when he was just standing there still and talking to somebody, there were moments. Just a second here, a second there, where I was like, that doesn't look real. Like, like it, when he first shows up, it's kind of like, that doesn't even look like him. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to, to even kind of get with the program. And then once it's, the longer the scene went on, the more I was on board for what they were showing me. But it was very jarring at first. And I don't just mean seeing a younger Johnny Depp. I, I, I'd be down with that. Um, if they had like found footage of like Johnny Depp acting like a pirate when he was like 18 years old or something like that, that would actually be a lot, look a lot better than what we got. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're doing the best they can probably, I guess. <laughs> I don't know uh, with the CGI, but I felt like the de-aging was a little suspect uh, in some moments, but overall um, the crew of Salazar's crew, I thought looked phenomenal. Yeah. I, I thought that stuff looked really good. And then all, of course, all this, the, of course, all the ship stuff, the uh, ship to ship combat, the storms, uh, the huge like rift in the in the sea, like a parting of the sea at the at the end of the movie, all that stuff CGI, and I thought all that look, that stuff looked really really good. So they've come a long way. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't much more that there's positives. Um, there's some quotes here and there. Yeah, but um, <coughs> like I talked about earlier, the scene. Where Jack first meets Henry is gold, because I'll read it. Jack says, who are you? My name is Henry Turner, son of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. And Jack's like, ew, you're the evil spawn of them two. And then he's like, does mummy ever ask about me? No. Oh, go on. She called my name in her sleep. She never spoke of you. Are you sure we're talking about the same people? He's a cursed eunuch. She's golden-haired, <laughs> stubborn, pouty lips, neck like a giraffe, and two of those wonderful... Yes, yes, it's her. <laughs> he cuts them off. <laughs> two of those wonderful... Yeah, there's there's some pretty good dialogue. Um, that Right before that, um, like I feel like 15 seconds right before what you just read um, is when he first sees Jack in the, in the cell. And you, you're only seeing Jack from the waist up. And he says... Um, uh, he said, "Are you are you really Jack Sparrow?" He was anticipating some, someone a lot more intimidating. Yeah. And he says, "Do you have a ship, a crew, pants?" <laughs> He's not wearing any pants in the cell. I thought that was pretty good. Um, th- but then there's some some groaner lines in this movie too. I wrote a few of those down. Um, he's going, 
going to the guillotine, the guillotine scene, and he says, please have mercy on me. I'm a bedwetter. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Where are you going from there? Um, uh, at one point, Jack uh, wakes up from a dream, like he's sleeping on his ship. And this is pretty early in the movie, and he wakes up shouting Spaghetti Wolf. And I was like, what? Like, I, like, I didn't even know that I should laugh at that. Like, it didn't, yeah. it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, is that supposed to be funny? Um, one good line I thought was the wedding scene where, um, that, that whole scene in general, I think, I think was pretty good. Um, but he, he says at one point, I think it's, uh, I think it's maybe Karina. Someone says, does anyone object to these nuptials? And he says, I do. And Jack says, I do. And then the priest goes, congratulations. You may kiss the bride. Cause he said, I do. Um, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Pretty clever. Um, yeah, that's about all I wrote down. I yeah. th- there's not there's not very much memorable in the way of like the, the the first movie is very quotable. Like a lot of people, I remember talking to my friends having having seen it like in two thousand three, four, five, and people would just quote that movie. And I just this is not a movie people would no. quote. Um, so there are a few good lines here and there, but overall, it's not it's not a a catchy thing. No. Um. I, oh, let me say this. I, this is not necessarily about this movie, but one other positive thing is that soundtrack. Holy crap, dude! Like when they get into that six eight fast like music, I was I, like, it makes you run want to run through a wall. It does. I like. I mean, I know it's the same. It's it's like hearing the Star Wars theme in every movie, yeah. right? So it's the same theme that we've heard over and over and over again. But oh, man, do I. Doing, I mean, I would be lying if I told you I didn't get jazzed up every time yeah. I hear it. So, that it's it. I mean, if you liked the soundtrack from the first one, there's no surprises in this one. Um, obviously, there's new songs, but um, the the main theme, especially and and when they're like you know running through the city chasing a bank that's like mm-hmm. on wheels and stuff like that, it's like okay, this is this is pirates fun. You know, I'm I'm in. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, so can I get into this? I think I think we can go into some negatives here. We'll try not yep. to, we'll try not to be too insulting. I just I want to be honest about the movie and you know the Disney Plus podcast uh, reviews podcast isn't about just only glowing about what's on Disney Plus. I, I think there are some groaners on the service, mm-hmm. and I think this is kind of one of them for me. And uh, we'll kind of get into some of those details too. So um, I, I I'm gonna sound like a prude by saying this, and I. I I actually am one that actually I think sexual innuendo jokes are actually pretty funny. I like I, I I like laughing at that kind of stuff, but holy crap, there was a ton of it in this movie. Oh yeah, and um, it just it felt weird for the series to have mm-hmm. so much sexual jokes in it. Um, you can tell it's a new writer, like this, he's going for a different kind of feel with the writing. Um, but like they they've always had like one or two just kind of like oh i get you know i get what you're doing there yeah. you know but there was like just tons and tons. like i'm not even going to repeat them they're not that they're totally offensive i'm just we're a clean show but like th- there were just so many that were back to back and you know talking about I, i'm not even going to say some of the words but like you know it's just it's a lot of them aren't even funny and there's a lot of them. And I just feel like they're trying to push something that the movie doesn't, the series yeah. doesn't generate on its own merits. I, I don't know. I, I found it to be super weird in this one and it's nothing that's going to break it into R like it's, it's still a PG 13 movie, but it just felt it. 
again, I'm not in another movie. I'm I'm totally on board, assuming they're actually funny jokes. Yeah. And I, I didn't think a lot of these were funny, but um, in this franchise, it felt out of place. Yeah, it's kind of one of those movies, or the franchise is kind of those movies where um, parents um, don't really have a problem if their kids aren't teens. In mm-hmm. watching these movies in the past. Yeah. But this one kind of, they kind of get close to a line. They don't really cross it, but they get really close to a line, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The the line that you talked about, like, uh, t- you know, two of those wonderful, that's that's tame. Like, yeah. that, that's one of the tamer jokes, uh, sexual, mm-hmm. like, where it's headed somewhere, you, your mind goes there. Um, there. There's one part where he's talking about... Um, you know, 18 pound balls or something like that. And it was yeah. just like, I'm like, dude, like that's kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. it's weird that you're talking like that in yeah. this movie. Maybe I'm just not remembering the sexual innuendo from the first three movies, but I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I am mis- misremembering yeah. it. I think this is legit an outlier as far as like this kind of humor. Um, and I, I just didn't think it landed. And again, I'm not, I'm not a prude. Like I, I, I think the, the, that kind of humor is funny in mm-hmm. other, in other f- movies. It just felt out of place for this one. Yeah. So, um, I felt like at times they tried too hard to pass humor along. Yes. Like in the other movies, especially like the first three, it's so easy to pass on the humor for this one. I feel like they really struggled to get laughs, especially when you get to the back end of the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Spaghetti Wolf, right? I, like, there, there are lines that are like, "Wow!" Like, they are really scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel, like to go, to try to get you to laugh. I mean, honestly, in like the last in the last half of the movie, the only part I really chuckled at is when Will and Elizabeth get back together, and Jack's just <laughs> disgusted by that, <laughs> and that's pretty much. Just because, I mean, between the three of them, it's just a humorous relationship. Yeah. Where, obviously, there's a connection between Will and Elizabeth, and Jack somehow squeezes himself in there. Yeah. Yeah, I as far as laughs, the wedding ceremony got, yeah. got me. I, I laughed several times during that scene, just because of how ridiculous it was. Um, I guess that's in the last half too yeah but i mean other than that not much and um yeah unless it's in the first half yeah i i i mean i don't i don't know if this if they'll get the same writer for the next one but boy i, I think they need to change course no pun intended on like wh- where they go with the writing i just feel like it was missing something yeah it just it didn't have a lot to just kind of to hang your hat on, like to really like, you know, gravitate you to what's going on. But, um, I, I think another, uh, to kind of go in a different direction, another negative for me is like, I, I like Barbo- Barbosa. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's a really cool character. Um, his role in this movie was like relegated to second or maybe even third place. And yeah. I, I, like, I was literally confused as, in the middle of the movie. It was like, why him? Like, why Why does it have to be this guy? And, of course, you know, there's the big reveal. He's related to, to Karina. But that could have been anyone. Like, it didn't have to be Barbosa. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, 
I guess I didn't watch the fourth one, but I guess he's responsible for the Black Pearl being in the bottle. And so maybe they have to bring him, they're forced to bring him back just to bring back the Black Pearl. Yeah. But did they have to bring back back the Black Pearl at all in this movie? I, I, I found myself searching for why is Barbosa in this movie? And could they have told the same story that they wanted to tell without Barbosa? Just write a different kind of father or a different kind of way to bring the Black Pearl back. It's or, kind of like, that character that, um, is always around, but his real prominent role is only in the first one. Yeah, it's that's a great point. He really has been um, like diminished as the, yeah. as the series has gone forward, and that's depressing to me. Like yeah. I, I really like. I him. mean, he was a really strong character. Yeah, in the first movie, he's he's kind of a puppet in this one. Like yeah. Sal, and I guess that's. I think what they're trying to do is trying to make you f- afraid of Salazar because Barbosa is one of the most fearsome pirates on the se- seven seas and he's afraid of Salazar. So I get that, but could you, could you have done that with a different pirate or, or ma- just make up a pirate that's like, you know, yeah. in- introduce that this is the new guy that's, you know, the terror of the seas. Um, I-, I thought it was weird. Um, to, it, here's the only thing that I can think of. And I, I think this actually might be the actual reason, but is just star power. Yeah. Like they they can put him in the trailer. Oh, Barbosa's in this one. I love Barbosa. Let's go see it. I I like I I I know that sounds really stupid and, and simplistic, but I think it might actually be that simple. Yeah. Of like, let's just put him in the movie You're so people will come right. see it. So and that's sad. I, I I think that's really really depressing to think about. Um. And now probably won't get him because y- yeah. he's lost at sea. Yeah. He's he's dead, right? <laughs> He's got to be. I'd say I, no one ever dies in the series, but he's dead. I'd say that's a safe bet. <laughs> Him and Salazar and Salazar's crew. I think it's safe to say they're unless they went into the locker. Davy Jones's locker. Yes. <laughs> and they're all going to come back in Pirate Six, <laughs> and every single bad guy you can possibly think of in this franchise is going to go after. Jack Sparrow. It's possible. Anything's possible. You can write whatever story you want, and it, and they Disney will find a way to make it fit. Yeah. Into the series. The and that, sinister six of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings me to another negative that I have about it. Um, this movie franchise has gotten worse and worse with this mm-hmm. um, since the first movie. Um, I, I felt like the second movie wasn't too bad, but it got really bad in three, and I heard that it's bad in four. But I hate it when they don't explain things, and like and it is, it is to the point where it's egregious now. Yeah. Like, so there's one, and I know like I shouldn't care about this stuff because it's like, oh come on, Phil, it's just an, a pirates movie. But if you if you are treating this movie as a serious film and a serious franchise, you better actually explain why things happen the way that they do. And yeah. they don't, they don't care. They they know it's almost like they know and they don't care. Um, so one of the biggest things was why I had to watch the recap is like, I was like, I thought from the third movie that it was pretty clear at the end of that movie, at the end of the third movie, when Will Turner becomes the new Davy Jones, basically Mm -hmm. he takes up his mantle and he becomes the new like farrier of, of the dead or whatever. Um, he, he's supposed to take that role for 10 years. They make that, they say it many times at the end of the third movie. When, then when you see Henry as a 10-year-old... 12-year-old. Or 12, okay. So he looked around 10 to me, but like, yeah, he's 12. 
I was like, okay, so this is like he's getting his dad. His 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 term is over and it's finished, and he's ready to move on with his life and go back to his Not life. Not true. It, it, it's it's so like how old is Henry? In uh, he's like nineteen or twenty, right? Like twenty one. Okay, twenty one years old. So he's been he's been this Davy Jones character for over two decades, and they literally okay. If you like have a, a stupid explanation for why that is, okay, I'll give you that. But they don't even attempt to explain it, and that kind of makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I it, it is insulting to the viewer to be like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, just I'll, I'll forget we said that in the just third movie. forget about him. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me. I mean, people already don't take the franchise seriously at all as like a serious like cinema experience. But when you're not even trying to attempt to like explain the details of the plot, that's yeah. when you really lose me. Where you're just like, I, "What are you doing?" There's <laughs> there's so many things that just don't make sense in this movie. <laughs> I mean, and how with the compass, how Jack Sparrow Ooh. gives up the compass and that releases oh Salazar. God. Oh my god, that's so stupid! I forgot about that. And it's just like, seriously. Yeah, he this the compass is literally his most prized possession. Yeah, and he, he's he he literally just wants a drink, like he just yeah. wants some rum, and so he goes to the bar and he says, "How about I offer you a trade?" And you know, you could argue, oh, he's a pirate; he's gonna you know find some way to steal the compass back after he gives it to the bartender or whatever. But in doing so, by tr- the compass trade trading hands, that's literally what kicks off the events of the rest of the movie. Yeah, and at first, th- there's about ten minutes that go by there. They don't explain why that's connected to Salazar. Yeah, eventually they do. Explain, and then they have the flashback. It. Yeah, they explain it. Yeah, much later in the film, but yeah, I was just like, that is so. But stupid. I mean, he had the compass to begin with, so I don't really. They don't really explain you're how right. that traps Salazar. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know they guided him into the Devil's Triangle, but the compass had nothing to do with that. Yeah, somehow Salazar from the begin very beginning of this movie knows that if he can get the compass, that all will be well for him yeah. and his crew. But A, the, he never gets the compass. Like yeah. he, even at the end of the movie, it's all about the trident. And, um, and secondly, how does he know that? Like, like what you just said, how does he know that the compass is Jack's most prized possession? Yeah. And, and how does he know that that will break their curse? Like yeah. there's so many unanswered questions and, and again, if they try to answer it, I would be like, okay, I, you know, I applaud. Like, yeah. you, you did, you did your best. You, you gave it your best shot. It didn't work for me, but okay, good on you. They're not even trying to answer some of these questions, and it, it is just so confusing to me. Um, how, how this movie makes it to print, like, and maybe some of this stuff was edited out. Maybe blame it on the editor, not the writer. Yeah. But holy cow, like the fact that it made it to theaters with some of these glaring questions never answered, and they're never going to be answered. Like you'll never know the answer to these questions. If this is your favorite franchise, you got to be like really busted up over this kind of stuff. And then the compass just, lazy. just ends up with Jack at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the. You know the ending. I think was fun from a visual standpoint. I loved like the cascading water, and, yeah. and then the, like dropping the anchor down into like nothing, down to the bottom of the ocean with no mm-hmm. water, uh, and then pulling them back up and stuff like that. But there's the movie ends, and there's no no treasure. There's no uh, the Mag- the MacGuffin. The entire movie has been get the trident, get the trident. Um, they finally get to the trident, trident and immediately destroy it. it. <laughs> and I was just left ending the movie. I'm like. Why did I? 
why did I go on this journey with you guys? Like, what, what was the and then what was the point of all this? They just make up. Oh, if we break the trident, <laughs> that will break every curse of the sea. Yeah, I I don't know how they arrived at that. Yeah, there's also some like lazy storytelling when it comes to the the star charts and stuff like that. I get that she's a like a super scientist, astronomer, whatever hor- horologist, as yep. the, as one would say. Um, she studies the stars and everything like that. But there's that awful, awful uh, blood moon scene where it's not explained at all. It, it's literally never referenced in the movie. I think yeah. later on, um, Henry says, oh, the blood moon helped you. And she's like, yeah, the blood moon. But Yeah, that thing. But that's like 30 minutes after that scene. But mm. it's relatively early in the movie. She's holding this book. You don't even know what the book is. And there's a blood moon outside. She somehow knows to get the ruby or whatever and use the ro- ruby, let the blood moon pass through the ruby to reveal... Sa- I'm like, what What are you doing? <laughs> I don't I don't understand anything that's going on right now. Yeah. I don't know how she knows this. You could, you could have made this like this really impactful point of like, you know, some flashback scene of, um, you know, a shadow, a shadowy figure father bestowing this book to her. The book's never even referenced by Barbosa until the very end of the movie. And how about the reveal how the front of the diary and Barbosa has the same tattoo? Oh, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. You kind of thought of something better than that. <laughs> the, <laughs> he never mentioned. He never ever once to, to, looks her in the eye and says, "I'm your father." No, there's no like Darth Vader to yeah. moment. So the the way that they reveal it is that he has the same tattoo on his arm, which I guess we've never noticed from the previous four movies that he was in, <laughs> and um, and that's the same logo that was on the book. And she, and she makes the connection. They have. Oh my god! They share a brief moment, just eyeball to eyeball, and then he jumps off the anchor and <laughs> saves. Her. Saves everyone's life, and he's dead. <laughs> I was like, "Is this? Did that just really happen?" That's unbelievable to me. Um, <laughs> it's getting to the point where um, the, the movie, the movie jumped the shark, literally, <laughs> uh, a long time ago. But in this movie, it has literal sharks, undead sharks in it that are like jumping over the boat. And I was just like, "Dude, this thing has jumped the shark. <laughs> the shark has jumped the boat <laughs> in this movie." Um, so yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's not even trying to, here's, here's, here's my thesis with the the writing of it. It's not trying to even improve on the previous films. It's, it's saying, okay, we know what this is. It's number five in a languishing franchise. The writing has got progressively worse and worse. We've explained little, like less and less things as we've gone, gone along. So why try to be any better than what we've done in the past? And I think that's what, that, that's what, what makes me really tired on the series is knowing that it's not going to get any better. We've, we've, we're five movies deep. It's gotten worse and worse and worse as we've gone along and there's no like light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the only hope for the sixth one is either a scrap all the characters that you've had in the past or b bring the crew back yeah oh i and de- just wrap it up i definitely w- want to see one more m- movie where it's it's will elizabeth and jack yeah I, one last adventure Boy, without you, you nailed it earlier when you were talking about how you take Will and Elizabeth out of the movie, and a lot of the 
energy and the the synergy between the characters is just gone. Like mm-hmm. you you put Jack on a ship with nothing but pirate like dirty pirates and stuff like that, and there's no there's there's no balance in the in the t- in the text. Like yeah. everyone's just talking exactly the same way. It was always funny and com- it was comical, but also like you know serious. Like serious lines were being delivered by the characters when you have a you know kind of a hoity-toity elizabeth like she's you know royal royalty type type person um you have will that's this comes from a, a family of pirates but has tried to make good like tried to choose the clean lifestyle make a good name yeah. yeah he's a blacksmith now that kind of thing and then you have jack who's just the most despicable of humans and you have all three of them interacting on the same stage together yeah. now, now you've got something interesting going on um, but you take Will and, and Elizabeth out of these last two, uh, number four and number five, and there's just, what am I watching? Like, what am I, give me something to to latch onto. You um, can only go so, so far with Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And I, I really, like, I said this earlier, but I, I really feel like he's kind of run his course, that character yeah. has. I mean, maybe in, like, the early films, like, if they would have maybe done this film like at the beginning as a number one, maybe I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And then introduce these characters. But I mean, those to have those three characters and for two movies straight now, they really play no role whatsoever. Yeah. It's kind of getting to the point where everything centers around Jack Sparrow now. Yeah. But I don't think that's enough anymore. Boy, I, I, you're making me think that, I, like, I really, I think, I legit think like some of the top execs at Disney are just are honestly kind of misunderstanding why people come to the franchise. Like, yeah, people like people love Jack Spare. Let's just give him more Jack. And I don't know that that's what people are looking for anymore. No. Um, I think I think maybe that wanes even by the third movie, and yeah. they've had two movies in a row where they said just give them Jack, they'll they'll come to see Jack. And I mean, I guess they're right from a money making standpoint, but the critics have been really harsh on it. I think just because they've misunderstood what people are actually wanting to see. Yeah. Um. So. So if you're looking for a top ten movie out there <laughs> for your library, this is probably not it. No, and I. I mean, we say go back to the first one. We're, we're like trashing on this movie, and it for some people like this is they own like all five on Blu-ray, and like this is their like they watch this movie every month. Um, yeah, you know that's everything. And I'm sorry if we're like just you know pooping on your like favorite movie of all time, but boy, there's uh, th- there's other than some some cool action scenes. I, I think that the bank heist scene, yeah. and that's in the first ten minutes. I mean, you can watch you could. Do this. If you haven't watched this movie since 2017, watch the first 10, 10 minutes and then turn it off. Yeah. Because um, the first 10 minutes is like legit great. Um, like him, like they, they're basically, if you don't remember, they're trying to steal only the safe out of this this new bank. They're christening this bank, cutting the red ribbon. And and instead of pulling just the safe, they pull the whole building, yeah. which with horses, which is like, okay, that's stupid. <laughs> Um, like you could, you could probably have a tank and it would probably wouldn't pull this building down the road. But, um, anyway, if you can let go of that, it is a, a cool sequence to watch this, this bank, this building literally fly down the street and Jack, like riding the bank, like a horse and then like falling off of the bank and then like running around. Of course he catches up to it on foot, which is like also laughable. Yeah. Um, he runs into Karina at, for the first time at, at this, at this point. Um, and, 
and then they end up running off together. But then he like literally pushes her off of a building and takes off, yeah. which is really great for Jack. Um, that that scene is like after the, the first first you you told me before I watched it you're like I didn't really like this movie and I watched the first ten minutes is like I don't know if I agree with Grant like I feel like this is pretty good so far and then about twenty then you kept going and then, and then twenty minutes and I was like okay <laughs> I see what we're getting here but I mean I mean honestly um, going back I mean just give me the first one and maybe throw in. Two and three, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I boy, I don't, I don't know if I'd even include three. I um, I have watched the third movie twice, and uh, I remember still being utterly confused yeah. by it, even on the second watching. I mean, the fourth one's not even on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's what, boy. We should have said that at the top of the show. I I didn't know that. E- I didn't know that until today. Yeah. Um, I was looking it up, and I was like, wait, it's not even on here. Um. So yeah, um, I think was it on there. At launch, maybe I, I they were having licensing issues. I think with it, um, maybe it's on some other service, Netflix or Hulu yeah. or something. But uh, it will be on there eventually. But yeah, you can, you can only watch four of the five movies as we record this. Um, so that's kind of interesting to note. But um, uh, I did like the the Starry Island, uh, like the the look, the visual of it. Yeah, um, I thought it was really beautiful. All the colors and all that. Um, and, um, the swashbuckling, like uh, fighting ship to ship is always kind of fun, but Jack Sparrow's role in that was so stupid. I like, he's basically the entire time. He's not, he barely even wields a sword. He's He's just running around screaming, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, falls on things with his legs spread. You know, it's, it's that kind of antics and it's just like, okay, um, you know, let's move on. (laughs) I, I think I've seen enough of this. So, um, Yeah. Uh, boy, one last thing. There, this is both a positive and a negative. I think this is a perfect way to end. Um, there was. I thought we were going to get some cool commentary on like how women were treated in the movie, because the first twenty to twenty-five minutes is Karina being called a witch when really she's just a woman of science. Um, at one point she says, "I want to buy this." thing off of you i forget what it is it's, uh, is it the book i she's trying to b- buy something off something of, yeah i think it's, maybe it's the book but she she wants to buy something off of someone and she says um please you know give it to me um you can charge me double because because you're selling it to a woman and i was like okay this is this is kind of cool like i i wouldn't mind like seeing a little bit of like you know a woman trying to break out of the mold that she finds herself in in this mm-hmm. you know 19th century kind of world or i guess 18th century kind of world um but uh the it's completely dropped about 20 minutes in and it's never referenced again for the yeah. rest of the film. And so I was like, man, what a slap in the face. Like if I was a woman watching this movie, I would have been thrilled with the first 20 minutes of like, yeah, go girls. And then she's just a, a damsel in distress to be saved for the rest yeah. of the film. And I, I thought that was really depressing. So, um, do you want to talk about the post credit scene? Oh yeah. Let's, let's end with that actually. Yeah. So, what, what do you, I mean, what, tell, I mean, if people haven't seen it at all or haven't seen it in a while, kind of remind them what happens. So, um, at the end of the movie, they break the trident and that breaks every curse on the sea. So, um, Will Turner is pretty much set free from the ship. Um, I can't remember. The Flying Dutchman. Yeah, the Flying Dutchman. 
And so he's reunited with Elizabeth. So you go through all the credits and you get to this scene where Elizabeth and Will are sleeping. And Will gets woken up in the night and there's nothing there. And so he kind of rolls back over and then you see the outline of what you believe is Davy Jones, which it definitely is Davy Jones. Yeah, there's some barnacles that are left on the floor. Yeah. Um, and at, at one point I thought we saw it's like over his shoulder and it, you kind of see some some of like this, this yeah. kind of snaky kind of beard. So it is insinuated that Davy Jones is back from the locker. Which I don't remember the third movie that well. I did just watch a recap video of it. Basically that movie ends with him. I thought he killed Davy Jones. Yeah. Like by stabbing his heart, his heart. That's right. So So it's another thing that they don't really (laughs) explain explain. (laughs) how. And here's the thing is you would hope that they would explain it in the sixth movie. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not that awful. So, but I think the sixth movie We'll definitely have the return of Davy Jones. So hopefully, along with that, we have the return of Will Turner in yeah. a full role. I think you'll definitely get Will, and you might get Elizabeth. Holy cow! I don't know. I I don't know if I don't know if Elizabeth will be a main character or not. She has zero lines in this movie. Yeah. Um. I I don't know how they even got her to show up and get into costume because she doesn't deliver any lines. Yeah. So. I would I would be even more depressed to find out that she did deliver lines and they ended up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> like, so, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely... I mean, that could be part of the passing of the torch. I mean, it's definitely... I mean, Jack's not even in the post-scret scene. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely a vendetta of Davy Jones against the Turner family. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see more Henry because even yeah. though he was like criminally underutilized in this movie for a main character. He really wasn't a part of the crucial plot. He he really was just along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him actually take more of a central role in the next movie. Yeah. Um, I definitely want more will. I think most of the audience wants will. Um, Elizabeth, I, I love her. I love her character so much. Um, I would love to see her in the next movie, but even if she's not, I think it it could be a, a serviceable plot. Yeah. Um, I really would love to see Jack Sparrow's character, um, you know, turned down quite a bit, like where they don't, they don't lean on him as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they certainly don't need to lean on him for comedy anymore. I, I, I think we've gotten all the, the, the visual comedy that we yeah. can handle. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I think one more movie with Jack and then, and then move on. If you're going to make, move on at all, I think yeah. you, you move on and just make it like Turner but you know, Pir- Turner Pirates of the Caribbean. You basically. probably could get a trilogy out of that, and yeah. then they'd be at nine. Yeah, and I almost wonder if you don't even try to make those movies comedic, like they're yeah. just they're just serious, you know, swashbuckling adventures. Um, so yeah, interesting. I when I think of like a movie that just nails the action and the comedy combined, I always think of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, um, those movies are perfect as far as like you know, the action set pieces, the uh, character development, the adventure focus plot, they're, they're perfect writing, but they're also really funny too. And they yeah. don't have to be like that. Those movies would be great even if they weren't funny. And I think, I really feel like pirates one was going for that kind of Indiana Jones tone. And I think mm. honestly, for the most part, they did hit it. Yeah. Um, and then they've, tr- they've just tried and tried after that and they just cannot. cannot yeah. Connect. I think only 
an only present day um, comparison to Indiana Jones would be Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. And but I mean, I feel like we've talked about this throughout. I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean at some point lost their way. Yeah. And I would love to see them get back on track because overall I really do enjoy this franchise. Yeah. I I've not seen one in theaters since the third one. So yeah. 2007 was the last mm-hmm. time I went to the theaters to watch a Pirates movie. But I would I would honestly, I mean, guys my witness, I would I would see a 2021, 2022 release is probably going to be at least 22 um, of Pi- Pirates 6 with the character, cast of characters that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, even Davy Jones. Davy Jones is, is not definitely not my favorite um, yeah. villain in the series. But um, you bring him back and have, you know, compelling main characters. And I'll, I probably would see that in theaters. Um, but I watched, I remember watching this trailer going, I don't know if I want to see that one. <laughs> it's just not yeah. compelling to me at all. Of course, $800 million tells you a lot of people did want to see it. Yeah. But I wasn't one of them. So, well, I think that wraps up uh, maybe one of the more negative um, episodes we've had. We've, we've been pretty scathing on a couple of the Star Wars Clone Wars episodes, but um, this is pretty close to some of the most negative we've been on the show. <laughs> so, I'd say for movie wise, I mean, um, one only Ivan. We weren't too keen on. Yeah, but I feel like we we're more negative on this one. Oh, I. I mean, we, we don't really do scores on the show, yeah. but I mean, for me, it's like a one or two out of five. I would like, say it's, yeah, it's it's down there. Ivan probably landed at around like a two point five three yeah. for me, like maybe even three. I there were a lot of, a lot of scenes I liked in that movie, but this probably is the worst one. Yeah, that I've been a part of. Where where. Ivan was more just meh. Like I just didn't couldn't bring myself to feel anything. In this movie, I was feeling things, but it was not the things that they wanted me to feel. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, for such a like I talked about how one is my favorite one, but I mean, for such a great franchise to deliver this, yeah, Too you bad. you can do better. <laughs> well, let me transition. Uh, into that into what we're talking about next week um next week i imagine there's going to be some franchises on our list mm-hmm. um what we're going to be doing next week on nec- next week's episodes and um if you have if you want to jo- join in with us um you have from the time of this posting <clears throat> you have uh like five days or so yeah. to, to give us your list as well we're doing top 10 lists of our top 10 favorite we decided on movies, right? Yep. Movies only on Disney Plus. So TV shows are not eligible. Mandalorian would be up there for me. We're not counting TV shows. So uh, Mandalorian's off the table. But if you're looking at just films, theater released or... Yes. Uh, or we'll, we'll take straight to... Disney yeah. Channel original yeah, movies. Those, we'll take those. Those count. So you know what we're talking about. Feature films. Um, you know, if, if The Little Mermaid 2 is your favorite movie, we'll take it. Uh, top 10 list of... Um, favorite movies on Disney plus. I would love to, to have some people write in and let yeah. us know theirs. Um, if nothing else, just so we have, can talk about what other people thought as well. Yeah. And we can share them on the episode. Yeah. Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to read. If you, if you write in, I promise I will read your, your list on the show next week. So, um, but as far as a host on the show, we're obviously it's going to be me. It's going to be grant. And then also Caitlin is going to come back. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people enjoy having her on the show. So, um, we'll get a, uh, a female's take as well. 
cover all all the bases. Um, I think it'll be interesting because I come from. I was born in 1979. I come from a very different era of Disney movies, <clears throat> and now Fox movies that are yeah. also on the ser- the service. Um, you were born a lot after me. <laughs> you're you're quite a bit younger than me, um, and uh, and then Caitlin, uh, you know, same age as you, but brings a, a more female perspective. So I think our lists are actually going to be pretty different from yeah. each other, <clears throat> which I'm excited about that. So and spoiler alert, uh, this movie that we're talking about tonight not on will it. not be on anybody's <laughs> list. No, it won't. Definitely won't be on mine. Um, maybe if there were only like. 12 movies on Disney <laughs> Plus or something. It might crack my top 10, uh, possibly. Uh, maybe not even then. But uh, yeah, it, there's so many movies on Disney Plus right now. Like It's it's uh, it's scaring me a little bit to yeah. whittle it down to 10. Um, I do have a few that I know will be on the list, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not exactly come up with all 10. I yet, feel like so. for our listeners out there, we should have at least 25 good, Unique. solid movies yeah. for people to go out and watch. Yeah. Yeah, this will be good. Um, we're it's you know this this episode ended up being uh, well, I guess kind of medium medium to longer length. I can almost guarantee you next week's is going to be pretty long. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about um, maybe not thirty movies, but like you said, twenty five or so movies. Um, I think that our list really will be that different from each other. Um, and we're going to try to keep it just like a couple minutes, yep. um, you know, 90 seconds per, per movie, just very quick discussion about what we liked about it and then move on to the next one. But there, we're going to talk about a lot of movies. Um, so a little bit longer episode next week, um, but that will be a lot of fun. Those top 10 yeah. uh, episodes are always really uh, a lot of laughs and, and good times. So uh, you Make might... sure you give us your top 10 people. Yeah. And I'll be pretty vocal if if I think that you have some really stupid <laughs> picks for top 10. Um so but yeah, the way you write into the show is Disney Plus Reviews. That's P L U S spelled out uh at hotmail.com. Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. Uh let us know what your top 10 movies are. Let us know what you think about the Pirates franchise and if we're crazy if you, if Pirates 5 is the best movie in the franchise, uh let us know about that. Um, next week we're doing top 10 list. And then, um, after that, I don't, I don't it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Even us. the week after that, <laughs> well, we know what it is, but oh, we we're not going to spoil it because okay. it plays into oh, next yes. week. Okay. I do, I do. I remember it now. Yeah. Uh, that, that the movie that we're discussing on that episode comes out around my birthday. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. It'll be a good birthday present to me. Um, uh, really briefly, I, I, I we'll keep this real short. What else are, are you watching on Disney Plus? Um, I did not. I promise I didn't plan it this way. This just so happens to be the, the show that Jordan is super into right now. She watches it almost daily now. It is it has become her number one favorite show, and it's not a show for adults in any way, shape, or form. Don't even try to put it on, uh, uh, Grant. You will not like it. She loves Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So. <laughs> on, a sh- on an episode talking about pirates the entire time. It's really interesting that we're talking about this, but yeah. um, it is a four preschoolers think Disney junior mm-hmm. uh, show. So like Doc McStuffins, it's, it's more, it's even somehow even more basic and even more um, like no content <laughs> from Doc Mc- yeah. Mc- McStuffins even. Um, basically with the hook of it, no pun intended is that it's takes plan, plan uh, takes place on Peter Pan's Island. Okay. So, um, hook is in it. He's, he's one of the main characters in it. Shmi is in it. Um, and then there are, are they bad guys? 
they're still the same characters roughly that you saw from Peter Pan. Um, there are two other pirates and that's it. There's only four, four like bad pirates in the entire show. Then there are three good pirates that are children. Hmm. Um, so I, I guess lost boys, but they don't, I don't think they're ever called lost boys. Um, their, their names are, are Jake and, uh, like Trixie or something like that. And, and Cubby, I think is what the, the youngest one. You already kind of get, get an idea of what okay. you're, you're in for. Um, but the, the bad pirates are on the Jolly Roger. They're on their ship, which I can't remember the name of it. Um, every episode is pretty much exactly the same. It's the kids outsmarting the adults and, um, you know, uh, Captain Hook is at, after treasure like he always is, but they mm-hmm. somehow get the treasure before he does and make him look like a total buffoon. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of it. <laughs> it's, it's a 22, 23 minute, you know, half hour basically with commercials yeah. episode. Uh, but, uh, there are two stories in every episode. So Doc McStuffins and some other shows do this. Um, okay. Muppet Babies is doing this where, um, it's, it's essentially two 12 minute episodes gotcha. in a single thing. So that tells you everything you need to know as far as like the content and is, is this watchable? Um, if you have young children at home, like I do I have a four year old who loves this show. Um, I think it's a recommend. It's, it's not educational in any way. So if you're looking for that, look elsewhere. But if, if, if you're okay with your kids just having a, just a fun romp through, you know, Pirateville, uh, it, it delivers that. And I think the, the, um, acting is, is good. The, um, the guest appearances that they have is actually pretty good. Um, I just recently watched an episode where Rosie O'Donnell was one of the main characters and they've had mm. some other like big, big celebs on it. So that's um, interesting. Yeah. It's, they have all, I think it ran for five. Uh, I'm going to tell a lie here. Four seasons, five seasons. Wow. I can't remember. It, it had a long run on Disney junior uh, and all of the seasons are available on Disney plus. So again, if, if you have really young preschool kids look into it, otherwise, probably not a show for you interesting but yeah um what we've been watching caitlin and i i should say um we well caitlin's kind of gotten burned out by ham montana we've made it to season three and there's four seasons but we still probably have like 30 some episodes left uh-huh. so we return to lizzie mcguire which is one of caitlin's favorite shows and we're in season two of that, which there's only two seasons of Lizzie McGuire. So we probably have like 25 episodes left of that. Wait a second. The original Lizzie McGuire only ran for two seasons? Yes. And then it got canceled? Yep. I had no idea. They made movies off of. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, we're back to that and not really sure where we'll go after that. Probably finish Ham Montana. Then... Maybe it's time to go back to the greatest show of all time, Boy Meets World. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Mandalorian. No. Um, Mandalorian comes back in like six weeks. But yeah. Who's, but who's counting? I'm very excited. But you're more excited about Hannah Montana, it sounds like. Mm, or no. Boys Meet Wor- Boy, Boy Meets Boy, World. Boy Meets World, yeah. Um, sweet. All right. So yeah. Lizzie McGuire and Jake and the Neverland Pirates are our two recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> some weird ones well, this week. Hopefully we'll have some good recommendations for people next week oh, on ne- our top 10 episode. Next week is basically a, a who's who list of what have you been watching on Disney Plus. Like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the, several of the movies in my list are going to be ones that I've seen since Disney Plus launched almost a year ago. I mean, so. Little Mermaid 2. Great movie. Yeah. Yep. It's bound to be on somebody's list. Yeah. Somewhere. For sure. <laughs> 
So uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, again, let us know uh, what you thought about the show, what, what you want to hear more of, um, what you want us to review in October. We already have an idea for two weeks from now. Um, there will be a, a surprise for next week. Uh, we'll let you know what that's going to be. But um, throughout October, we don't have anything scheduled. Let us know what you want to uh here uh coming up and then by the time late october hits we're probably doing i'd like to do mandalorian but also do um other things as well so like um i'm I'm, we're gonna review every episode of mandalorian season two that's for sure but uh we'll sprinkle in some holiday stuff as well um we'll review a halloween movie and a thanksgiving movie perhaps chris uh maybe the entire month of december will be christmas nothing but christmas movies we better do a halloween movie otherwise i'm gonna leave the show yeah if we don't do the certain (laughs) halloween movie yeah we there is uh some some pretty good uh uh seasonal stuff on disney plus so uh, we'll get to some of that as well but let us know what what you want us to talk about in october and we'll probably be able to fit it in so thanks again for listening uh write us at disney plus reviews at hotmail.com and we'll see you next week for top 10 list